Hi friend, this is Alex McRobbs, founder of The Mindful Life Practice, and you're listening to the Sober Yoga Girl podcast. I'm a Canadian who moved across the world to the Middle East at age 23, and I never went back. I got sober in 2019, and I now live full-time in Bali, Indonesia. I've made it my mission to help other women around the world stop drinking, start yoga, and change their lives through my online Sober Girls Yoga community. You're not alone, and a sober life can be fun and fulfilling. Let me show you how. Okay, so I am sitting here. Now, I'm here in Abu Dhabi, and I'm sitting here with Raquel, and Raquel's in Costa Rica. It is 7 a.m. where Raquel is. It is 5 p.m. where I am, which is pretty wild, and wherever you're watching, you can let us know in the comments what time it is where you are, but thank you so much for coming on today, Raquel. How are you? Thank you. I'm super happy to be here. I always love like talking with you (laughs) on these conversations. (laughs) And Raquel did a podcast interview with me ages ago before she even was not part of the sobriety Mm -hmm. stuff and anything like that. And so it's super cool to be connecting now, like so far along on your journey and just kind of touching base with all that. Yeah, it's really, really exciting. (laughs) So tell us a bit about when you quit drinking and kind of like what was the lead up to that and um yeah okay so I think like I was always curious because a lot of people in the MLPC um are sober so a lot of teachers and I noticed um before you bring back the sober girls yoga I was already like curious because I remember for example Lee was sharing a lot of um her story I remember Kathy also um, so I was like, started to get like interested on it. And then I noticed that you have like this challenge on the website that is like a 30 day challenge. And I feel like that will be perfect. And I decided to do it just before my birthday. So it was, I feel like the last week of February of this year. Yes. So it was yeah. actually the week of my anniversary, my wedding anniversary. I remember that. So it's pretty easy to spot on. Um, but yeah, it's been like up, but it was, it was up and down at the beginning. But then um, when I noticed where I was like struggling with, and I remember I joined a few calls, um, like the check-ins and I speak with, um, with Lee about it. We have like one-on-ones meetings and that's what I was able just to achieve it completely. So it was really nice. It's a nice support group. I love that. And so when you, you said it was the week of your anniversary, did you end up spending your anniversary sober? Yeah. Yeah. I was drinking a lot of, of teas and because it was like a mountain resort. Um, Mm -hmm. The only time that I drink like a sip of wine was because my husband has like this surprise with chocolates and stuff. And he was like, are you really not drinking? And I was like, more like pressure. Those were the kind of things that I struggled at the beginning, like peer pressure. Like, like I could not just stand up and say like, no, (laughs) I remember that that happened to me twice that time. And then at a party that I was really sure that I didn't want to do it, but I was like, oh, it's not going to, nothing is going to happen. Like it's just one time. But then I felt like that I kind of betrayed myself because I knew that I didn't want to do that. So it was like a learning experience those couple of times. Yeah. The peer pressure is the hardest, but that's amazing that you made it through like in the first week, having a big event like that, like an anniversary, that's like a challenging thing. (laughs) So well done. That's huge. (laughs) Thank you. And how, how long now has it been that you're alcohol free? 
like since March, since March, so, like three, four months. Yeah. Yeah. But it That's feels amazing. like so long, like so much long, like longer than that. I don't know. It feels like, um, I, f I really feel like a deeper connection with my body and I don't know, like I enjoy things differently. Um, but yeah, part of that journey, um, was just exploring it. I was not, Actually, when I had like meetings with Lee, I was saying like, I don't think this is for me. I'm not going to stay here. I'm too young. Like, I, I, I don't know. This is too extreme. And then I was like, no, it's not extreme. It's just, it's the same. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. How old are you, by the way? I'm 32. 32. I'm 32. Okay. Yeah. So you're not too young. I'm 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, what I noticed was like, I didn't have the support on like anyone. None of my friends are not drinking. All of them drink. They don't drink too much, but they do drink. Um, so I mentioned that because Lee was like my, my coach. How do you, what's the name of yeah, like, like my support, mentor. like my mentor. Yeah. And I remember I explained to her, like, um, I just don't feel like I have anyone here that I could talk to. And, and then um, that's when I started joining the calls a little bit more at that time and that helped yeah. me a lot yeah and what for you have been some of the like I know you mentioned the peer pressure being a challenge but what else has been challenging I feel like that was my, my hardest thing to do um the second time that peer pressure happened it was not even one of my friends it was like <laughs> literally my neighbor's daughter um and she offered me like a drink um like a wine glass and I was I actually mentioned to her like I'm not drinking and she kind of like um joke about it and I felt bad and then that's why I did it and I end up feeling like I'm 32 I'm supposed to know better than this why did I why did I instead offer myself um but after that what worked for me is just being open about it just like from the start I said like no I'm not drinking Even before the events, for example, at work, they did like this lunch and they asked like, what do you want to, for a drink? Like, do you want beers or wine? And I said like, no, I'm not drinking even from the start. So I, I was not even asked. So that helped me a lot. Did you find in the case of like, like, I remember when I first was getting sober the first four days, I remember saying I wasn't going to drink at um, a work event and people were like really pressuring me. Did you find that there was any pressure at the work event or was everyone just, everyone was just nice about it. That's amazing. Super nice. Super nice because they're really, they're like in the, their sixties. Um, mm. so they don't really like getting, they don't even ask. Um, yeah, no, they don't even ask. And then, um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't remember anyone like making a comment or anything like that. Um, But yeah, it was funny because this morning, um, Gretchen was mentioning that the warm weather, it's usually like, mm -hmm. it reminds you more of that. Like in Costa Rica, it's really um, usual that when it's sunny, you drink beers. Um, and actually this weekend, I went to the beach with my husband and some neighbors and they were drinking beers. And I was like, okay, at this moment, I was like, my brain was saying like, that looks so good. But then I was like, no, I don't know. <laughs> and then I got a kombucha. <laughs> which is the I same kombucha. But with fruits <laughs> yeah it's that and same like bubbly feeling mm -hmm. and that's the key I think having an alternative that like you're excited about that tastes good 
but isn't um, the drink itself. So whether it's, do you guys have, by the way, so in Abu Dhabi and in the UK and in Toronto, we have, we have like a really good alcohol-free marketplace with really good, like alcohol-free wine and beer. Mm-hmm. We don't, I, we don't have it in Bali either, which is why I asked no. nothing at nothing. all. The only thing that I found was like one beer. Um, that is like the only one that I have seen. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's really yeah. good. Um, and my husband keeps pointing out that uh, to be careful because kombucha sometimes have some level of alcohol. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's like the I, old, the only two. Um, and I I have one. Um, I don't remember how it's pronounced. It's like lacroix. Lacroix. It's like those. I really like those. And you have it in Costa Rica. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. lucky because we don't have it in Bali. I don't even think we have it in Abu Dhabi, but all the sober influencers ha- like have pictures of them drinking it on Instagram. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> well, when I got to Toronto, I went in, I popped into a grocery store and I looked at the fridge and was like, oh my God, Larry's look wide. So I picked, I picked one up and brought it home. And then I think I said to my mom, like all the sober influencers have this. And so she started picking, getting like crates of it. And all summer we just mm-hmm. had it in the fridge and she loved it too. So yeah. Yeah, and they have like two different like types. They have like the basic one that it's my favorite, but they have one that it's more like it's it's more like a cocktail, like with a bunch of different fruits. So it fruits, so it gets like that. Um it's like a different experience. You really feel like you're drinking something more elaborate. Um, so that's cool. Um, and people don't even ask because it looks like a little um it doesn't look like a soda. So that's good also when you're not like with your closest friends if you're like in a bigger party you're not gonna like stand out nothing nobody's gonna ask so I feel like in the first days um that makes things easier yeah at least for me <laughs> yeah yeah um okay someone just commented Kathy says I love Topo Chico do you know what Topo Chico is me either no, I, I don't, don't know think what so, so. Uh, Kathy tell Chico. us tell us what it is Topo Chico it must Tapo be some Chico. kind of like alcohol-free drink yeah, I don't know what that is. Tapo Chico. Chico. Um, but yeah, and one of the first things that really, it's weird. Like I, since I was like ashamed of going public, let's say like at the beginning, um, like I experienced that. I, I usually have that like fear of something new. I remember when I decided to be a yoga teacher, I was like super scared to tell my coworkers that I want to take the training. Um, and I had that same experience with being sober. So yeah. um, I remember that I, I used these cues, which was true, but I could all, I didn't have to like explain it. I just, I could simply just say, I, I'm not drinking, but I was saying like, I'm not drinking because I want to get pregnant. And the doctor told me not to drink. And I was trying to, to give an explanation why, mm-hmm. um, but later on, I have realized um, that I want to continue this after. So it's not something that it's just during this um, like experience. It's, it's something that I want to, to continue to do after. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, that's really so, exciting. It's so interesting that you say, um, like, I had no idea that drinking alcohol affected um, the, the ability to get pregnant. It was something I learned through the woman who started the drink dry store here in Abu Dhabi when I had her on the mm-hmm. podcast and I asked her like, you know, why are you, what, what led you to become alcohol free? And it was the same thing. She said, we were struggling getting pregnant and, uh, the doctor said to stop drinking. And I was like, wow, I had no idea that that had such an impact for women, but it does. 
Yeah, because people think that women are not supposed to drink when they are pregnant, but it's even before. Like, I remember I went to the doctor, like, maybe like a year ago to remove my DUI. It's the name? Do the... It's in Spanish. Because in Spanish, it's like D-U-I. Like oh, so really? So that's like the, the Spanish. DUI in English is a, is a drunk driving charge. Is it DUI? That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like dispositivo ultra uterino. Yeah, it's like, it's the same that the, the thing with, yeah, with the driving uh, and drinking. Um, yeah, but he, that was the first thing he told me, like, no drinking, no drugs, uh, try to eat super healthy. You have to take some pills, like, um, like vitamins and stuff um but I really feel like it, it helps a lot because you're like cleansing your body mm-hmm. um yeah yeah so you said that you want to continue afterwards um this is like an unexpected like did you ever anticipate that you would be choosing sobriety for such a long time no no I didn't not at the beginning I remember that I really enjoy like all of the um, we, I, I printed like the PDF with the prompts and I journal and I remember I love the meditations. Um, but in my, like in my mind, I was not ready until I had those couple of experiences. And then I realized like, like, this is not what I want anymore. Yeah. And you even said that you, you mentioned that you were at the beach last week and people were like, mm-hmm. all your friends were drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, they were asking, we were at my mother-in-law hotel. So there was like, um, those poronos, like two per one uh, drinks in the afternoon. So I was having mojitos, but without the um, alcohol. So it was really fun because I tried everything without the alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. And yeah, they were not drinking to the extreme that I it was uncomfortable. They were just drinking like a couple a day. So it was nice because you didn't get to see right when you see someone drunk and you're like, yeah, I'm not there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It was just like um, they were doing their thing and I was there without feeling weird. That was really nice. Oh, that's awesome. So what would you, if you, if one of your friends was like sober curious and they were curious Mm -hmm. about taking a break from drinking, what would you say to them? What would you recommend? the meetings that you have. I feel like that's really nice. For me, the nicest part is that you can be really vulnerable. You don't really get to do that with your friends because if they're not in the same process, probably they're not going to understand or or they're not going to give you like a good advice. So I feel like when you get to join people that had experienced something similar, and even you can hear like different stories that doesn't resonate with you, but that's not the point. The point is that they're there for you to support you in your experience. So that's really nice. Um, because at the beginning, I was like comparing. And, I, and that's not the point. The point is that you get to share uh, that they're going to listen and they're going to support you. And you, you can be like super open with everything. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really good like point. That. I've had people join the group at times before who have felt like, oh, you know, I don't fit in with the, um, 
like there was one point in time where someone joined and felt a bit like, oh, these people sound like they have, you know, more serious drinking problems than me. And then mm-hmm. I can't relate to that or I can't fit in. And, and the reality is that everyone is going to have a completely different journey. There's actually someone joining the challenge this month who doesn't even drink at all. <laughs> she just wants mm-hmm. to be part of the community. So you're going to get from that all the way to someone with bigger challenges. And and the point is that exactly, I love what you said there. It's not about comparing. It's like connecting and supporting no matter where Mm -hmm. or what we're showing up with. Yeah. Because I did have like bad experiences when I was younger, like in my early twenties, like really, really like the typical college student, like drink, Mm -hmm. I drink every weekend. I was like wasted every weekend. Um, But then when I met my husband, he was getting out of rehab so that's when I started like being more conscious with, um, I, I actually kind of stopped without doing it for myself. It was because I wanted mm-hmm. to support him. Um, but yeah, like then I started like drinking socially, which always get out of control because it was like once a year in a wedding or something like that. So I realized like, even though I didn't drink every day or every week when I'm in my thirties, I didn't control it. So that was something that I had to understand um, that even my husband has mentioned that like before, like, like I didn't have a limit. So that's what also was like nice to understand that I did have an issue with it. Mm -hmm. Just a different husband. (laughs) And is your husband sober still now? No, he has like periods in which he goes, um, you, how, I don't know how to say it in English when you substitute some, sometimes, um, yeah, he used to, to smoke weed. Now he's like with beers and then he used to beep. It's just different kind of things that you keep changing, but it's the same. Yeah. You just change the element, but right. I feel like when you target the back of that, you can, you don't need anything of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he has a lot of experience on it. And um, I feel like when I started saying it, um, that I wanted to get sober at the beginning, he was like, oh, but you don't need to do that. But then when I opened and I started like to be vulnerable and I'm telling him like, no, I, I really feel like I'm not, even though I don't usually do it, I don't feel like I control it. He was like, well, yeah, that's true. And he was like more supportive. And now he is like the one who says like, be careful with the kombucha that has like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing that he's such a great support now. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing. I really appreciate it. Is there anything else that you want to share? No, I feel like, um, that's about it. I'm super happy, um, that I take that challenge. Um, I really recommend it to anyone who's thinking about it, who is curious about it. Um, I feel like when you practice yoga, it, it's like a process in which you take the lifestyle from the mat to your daily life and like getting rid of substances like that. It's really nice because you really get to experience yourself fully because when you numbed like that pain or that the, the feelings or the emotions with things, you're not really like healing. So I feel like it's really nice to be able to experience all of the different things. Um, and yeah, and well, I mentioned to you earlier that I find, found out that I was pregnant yesterday and 
it congratulations yeah. <laughs> thank you and it makes me think like what do you want to teach right like the kids when they're older and i don't want to be like that mom or person in the family that is always like drunk or right like maybe like try to do it differently um so yeah it's exciting it's new <laughs> but we will see how that goes <laughs> so exciting. I'm so happy for you and I remember I remember this distinctly when we started the challenge. The very first meeting I always ask everyone, you know, what's your reason for doing this and I remember you saying because I'm trying to get pregnant and and that's amazing yeah. that it's like 4 months <laughs> later and and here you are. So it's really yeah. amazing. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, this was awesome. I really appreciate you coming on the live. And Raquel is in the, um, oh, Kathy says, congratulations. So nice. And thank you so much, <laughs> you. Um, Kathy, for watching along. And Raquel is in the group. Raquel teaches classes. And actually, Raquel has, um, you have a workshop coming out a this workshop weekend. On Tell us about Sunday. that. Yeah. Well, it's basically my experience with fertility. <laughs> um, so when I started practicing practicing yoga, I was really interested in yin yoga, which is about connecting with nature. And then about when I finished that, I started to trying to get in connection with myself. And through that, uh, I learned about um, mindful menstruation, which is basically understanding the, dif the different phases of your cycle throughout the month. And it was really funny that Russian was talking about it this morning in the class. Yeah about the connection um, with the cycle, with the moons, um, because sometimes in the month we feel like more tired, what kind of practice you can do on those days um, to understand what is happening in your body while you feel more tired. Then you have like that rush of energy, you can do like more vinyasas. And I feel like it's so interested because with the MLPC classes, you really have the chance to select what you want to do, depending on your phases. If you pay like a gym, you're not going to be able to do that. But with the MLPC, you have like the whole options of classes yeah. that if you'll feel like, right, like more tired, you can book like um, mindful, let go. And then if you're feeling like um, super pump up, you can do like vinyasa. So I was trying like to teach other people what I just learned throughout this journey with fertility to understand my cycle, my body and how to take care of it, how to, journal do different things intentions throughout the cycle that's amazing and that could be for like people who menstruate of all ages mm -hmm. right exactly would it or would it be good for someone who's had experienced menopause or is that something that's like before menopause they can have the connection with the moons yeah with the moon's mm -hmm. uh, faces so they can have different experience in the month um or experience their practice with the moon faces yeah they could like do the same um, because my cycle, for example, it's connected with the moon, but not necessarily so cool. like that. Um, so it, it, you can make it, if you're not menstruated, you can do the same, um, but with the moon phases. Yep. So cool. You know, I just got interested in the moon phases just randomly. Um, well, it's always been kind of like in the peripheral of like what's going on in the yoga world. You know, people mm -hmm. are interested in the moon cycles, but so on my, so my yoga retreats are planned with the chakras, the seven chakras. And mm -hmm. on my May retreat my, in Bali, the solar plexus yin class happened to be on the, I think it was the new moon. 
And mm-hmm. so I did a whole class on that. And then the funny thing was that on the ball, on the Mexico retreat, which was a month later, I hadn't planned this at all. Uh-huh. I, Leanne was subbing her class for me. And she said, can you send me a picture of like what you had planned? And I was like, oh, I planned this class for the new moon. I wonder if it's the new moon today. And I Googled it and it happened to be the new moon on the, new moon. <laughs> on the day of this. And I was like, wow, there's like something to this, something symbolic about that lineup mm-hmm. that like wasn't even intentional. And so I've actually been looking into like learning about it more because I don't even, like, I can't even track my own cycle. I'm so bad. Like, I'm just like, oh, I have my period. Like, <laughs> it's happening, <laughs> you know? And so I'm, I'm really intrigued. So I'm definitely going to see if I can make your, your workshops. Yeah. That sounds amazing. That will be amazing. And I will love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Raquel. I'll let you uh, get going with the rest of your day, but I so appreciate mm-hmm. you being here and um, we'll see you soon. See you. Bye. Bye. My friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sober Yoga Girl Podcast. This community wouldn't exist without you here, so thank you. It would be massively helpful if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast so it can reach more people. If we haven't met yet in real life, please come get your one-week free trial of the Sober Girls Yoga membership and see what we're all about. Sending you love and light wherever you are in the world.